Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. Now here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome into an exciting edition of the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. It is Tuesday, September 19th. We are recording this right during the doubleheader of Monday Night Football, so I have no idea what is going on with the Saints and the Panthers and the Steelers and Browns games. We're not going to be talking about them today, but I am joined by none other, two weeks in a row, such a treat for the listeners and myself, number one in our hearts, number nine in our league, Hmm. Gualmon hysterectomy, GH. I made a mistake last week. I thought you were 10. You're actually number nine. How are you doing, buddy? I'm number 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing very well. Uh, I didn't pay rent, so you can't get rid of me yet. Uh, It's going to be hard to evict me. You're going to have to go through the whole process, and I'm here for another week. Yeah, we are very excited and thankful to have you for another week. Thank you for being on. So, so how how did your team do? How how did your, how did your week two go, GH? Um, to be determined. I think right now uh, things are looking good. Um, I, I still have uh, Miles Sanders uh, playing tonight, and I think he's got four points uh, in the second quarter. And then I've got the Cleveland defense, uh, and they've got a handful of points too. I'm up about 21 points. My opponent still has Allen Robinson to play, um, so I'm hoping he doesn't go off for a crazy game. Um, I'm projected to win by 15 or 20. Um We'll we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out, but definitely a healthy number of points, uh, better than I did last week. Um, I had good production on my bench too, so a lot of lot of options, different directions I can go for week three. So all in all, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. You know, I, we'll see how it shakes out uh, at the end of the night, but so far so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good news for all of your listeners out there. If your opponents win depends on Allen Robinson doing well. I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> I don't see him. Well, I don't know. Deontay Johnson's out. I actually, Deontay Johnson's got put in IR from what I saw from reports. So he'll be out for a four game. So Allen Robinson may not be a terrible play. I mean, for, he's got a, I would say he's got a pretty decent floor, but very low ceiling. So, but I think, I think you're going to be just fine. Ty G. So congratulations on going one-on-one your counterpart, um, spicy gumbo is lost again, um, going down to zero and two. I'm not panicking too much, um, so because I love some of our listeners that have been with us for a while, and GH um, knows that last season, uh, spicy gumbo went zero and four. I started zero and four with a <laughs> with a less than nine percent chance to make the playoffs, a less than one percent chance to make the championship game, but um, turned it around and made the championship game last season in our in our league of reference here. So I am, I'm not panicking at Owen too, um, too, too much, but I mean, there has to, you don't want to go down. Owen three. It just, it, you just don't want to do it. You definitely don't want to go down. Owen four, be staring down the barrel. Like I did last summer. I mean, last year. So who, what would you say to those Owen two teams out there right now? GH, what are some advice you might give them? Well, let's say if you have a star running back, consider trading him to a good friend of yours. Um, that's, one, <laughs> that's one option. Uh, no, just you know, continue to to grind, keep playing, do just like you did last year. Try try to execute some trades. Uh, be smart about the waiver wire. Um, just be judicious. Always be looking and scouring for good finds. 
And, um, you know, it's fantasy football is not, not all about the draft. Of course, that's kind of your, your big leg up to start the season. And it's important for the first few weeks, but you know, as we've all seen, there's guys who emerge throughout the season. So just keep watching games closely, uh, following, you know, podcasts, uh, like ours and others. And, um, just try to continue to refine your team and add to it. It's it's that's well said. And I 100% agree with you on all that. Um, it's tough going down. Oh, and two years. It's just not something somewhere you don't want to be, but you know, it happens every once in a while. And I like your ideas. So, so what he is referencing listeners is him and I are trying to work out a trade. It is, it is gut wrenching to me to think about trading Jamar Gibbs, one of my mm. high, high draft picks to my good friend and um, counterpart, but competition in our league here. But it's one of those things that I have to think about as a team who is 0-2 and, um, and a team that has some high-value running backs. I might consider trading him uh, because maybe someone I picked up on the waiver wire. So, for example, I, I did pick up Kyrie Williams on the waiver wire last week. I was too much of a chicken to play him because he was playing San Francisco, and the guy just went ballistic, uh, had all the running back carries, all the running back receptions for the Rams. Yeah, the, you know, just, just on a side note, GH, the Rams – look a lot better than I thought they would look early on this season. I really thought the Rams are just going to punt again, wait for Cooper cup to come back. Maybe, maybe score some wins, but they're one-on-one and they gave, they gave San Francisco a run for their money yesterday. So I got to, I got to hand it to the Rams. They're looking pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they, Puka and, and Tutu. Yeah. All got, those guys. I got Tutu on my team. Uh, I just, I'm scared to start a guy named Tutu in my starting lineup. <laughs> but uh, he's just sitting on my bench, uh, accruing a lot of points and uh, may have to make a change and put him in the starting lineup this week. He's just been really consistent. I think Cooper Cup's going to be out until at least week five. So right. there's a lot, a lot of room to play with still there. And I got to take advantage of it. I don't want to sit him until week five, you know? Um, I think the, the Niners defense looked super elite in week one and the Rams were more than capable against them in week two. And uh, she gave you a lot of promise if you got anyone on, on their team moving forward, including Stafford, the wide receivers, et cetera. Yeah. Stafford. I mean, he, if he has rushed a few yards, he would be super elite, but still I like, I like his elite passing ability. He makes good decisions in the pocket. Um, so yeah, the Rams look really good. Oh, just to end this segment real quick, listeners, I did have one piece of advice. I actually heard it on a different podcast. Um, shout out to Matt Harmon, the, the Owen two teams. And this is something that GH can agree, agree with me on because he is a big believer in kickers. Hmm. Look at look at the kickers available and look at the kicker that you have and look at how many points your kicker has scored and look how many points the kickers that are available have scored. You know, if you may you may have experienced a couple of gut wrenching losses where you lost by like two or three points week one and week two. And there might be a kicker out there that scored, you know, like five or six extra points in the kicker that you have on your team. And maybe a kicker that kicks inside a dome doesn't have to deal with the elements as much. So I would highly encourage people that are 0 2 go look at the kickers on your waiver wire. People don't think about it too much. Sometimes they just pay a kicker early on and forget about it. And sometimes they stream every week, but go look and explore kickers and see if there's one sitting out there. Hey, this guy hasn't missed an extra point. And this guy hasn't missed a field goal. And he's getting five, six, six more points than my current kicker. So go out there and try to find yourself a better kicker. If you're Owen two right now. For sure. Hey, forgive me uh, real quick. I was looking at your team. Why did you bench Garrett Wilson? 
Ah, <laughs> so uh, a couple of reasons uh, because he has Zach Wilson throwing to him is one, um, and they were playing, <laughs> and they were playing the Cowboys. It's, yeah. uh, so um, if that's the same reason I benched Kyrie Williams um, was because they're playing the. I was too chicken. I ended up playing uh, <laughs> Josh Kelly, who got me six points, and. Um, and, you know, I, I can't bench. I can't. I can't fault myself for starting Jordan Addison um, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to bench Amon Ross no matter what, what anybody tells you to do. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't pull the trigger on playing Garrett Wilson with the. And he ended up scoring a long touchdown. But other than that, there wasn't much happening on that offense whatsoever against that Dallas defense. And st- speaking about the Rams looking good, I definitely think the Cowboys who are my Super Bowl pick to go to the Super Bowl at an NFC are looking elite on both sides of the ball. Yep. So I agree. If, you have, if you have the Cowboy defense and or any offensive weapon in this offense, hang on to them. They are going to be good this year. Amen. All right. So I always like to go into a podcast by answering some mailbag, some mail and from some people coming in. And I was <laughs> – this tells you how excited I get – between week one and week two, I actually got four, 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 four messages on Twitter regarding fantasy football. Um, I was pleased to see that usually it's it's one or two, maybe every every month. So I'm happy to see more people are reaching out on Twitter to talk to me. Remember at Taco FFL on Twitter. Follow us, like us, reach out to me. You may be able to get your message here on the podcast. So. S.A. Mahomes 54 um, in San Antonio um, asked where we got our trophy. So for those of you who don't follow us on Twitter, uh, I had posted a picture of our trophy on my Twitter page. And I actually took the trophy out with us when we went to Vegas to do our draft. And the trophy got its own little seat. And so great question, number one. And a lot of people are asking me about this trophy. And there's actually a funny story about it. So if you haven't seen the picture of the trophy, go to our Twitter page. You'll see a picture of it. But basically, it's a Lombardi trophy on a pedestal. And I took the trophy in to get it engraved last year. It's a it's a perennial trophy. So it, we add names to it, kind of like the Stanley Cup every year. And the person who engraves the trophy actually told me, GH, she said, don't let go of this trophy. I was like, why? She's like, they do not make this trophy anymore. Oh wow! I was like, I was really, and she's like, yes. So, um, well, so if you, if you look at our trophy, it has like little concave sides. It's actually almost three feet tall, uh, and they make they make Lombardi look alike. They they have them out there, um, but the one that we have looks so close to the Lombardi was that the trophy maker that was making it actually had to change the design and make it a little less looking like of the Lombardi. So they actually had to change the design of the whole thing hmm. and make it look much different. So she's all the trophy maker that makes this trophy cannot make it anymore because NFL asked them to stop making it. So kudos to you having one, hang on to it. Um, so nice. <laughs> to answer your question, SA Mahomes, you can't get our trophy anywhere. Um, so I'm sorry to tell you, I bet you that's why he or she wrote in um, just because they probably couldn't find it. Um, but there's a lot of great Lombardi trophies out there. Some people do belts for their, um, league of uh, champions. I've seen rings could do it. So a lot of different options out there, but thank you for writing in. I'm glad you go to our um, <laughs> taco page. I saw pictures that I post. So anyway, <laughs> someday, hopefully um, GH or myself will have our name enshrined, our league trophy. <laughs> Amen. 
hasn't happened yet. We're on season five, so <laughs> it'll happen at some point. I have been to the championship game um, twice. I've been there twice. I've lost twice. One of these days, I will win that game. I, I had a promising season uh, a few years back where I, I, I can't remember what I started, like something like ridiculous, like 11 and 0. I didn't, I didn't have a good team at all, but uh, there was a tremendous amount of luck uh, every single week. And I would just eke out just crazy, crazy wins. But, you know, if you look at my point total, you know, I was middle of the pack at best, maybe even like lower half among all the teams. Um, but things just seemed to line for me every single week. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I started out something crazy, like 11 and 0 or something. But of course, you know, naturally that, that kind of fell apart uh, in the playoffs. I think I was out in round one or something. You were the you were the Minnesota Vikings of last year, eking <laughs> 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 out three point wins, but unfortunately losing in the first round of playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> oh man! Um, but moving on, I, I thinking about last season or the, that, I remember that was actually two seasons ago. Gh, I do remember that season very well. And yes, you had you had that luck of always having. The, and a lot of people listening can relate to this in their own fantasy football leagues of having the second lowest score, but you just happen to be playing the guy with the lowest score that week. Exactly. <laughs> it just it just works out that way. Hey, a win's a win in my book, and it's happening in our league this year. There are, there are teams with lower point totals than some of the people that are down low, and there's some people that really high point totals that are 0-1, and now they're going to go 0-2 with a really high point total. So it's just timing and guessing and trying to figure out what. So hopefully next week I'll be able to guess right. And I'll tell you one thing, GH, Kyrene Williams is not leaving my starting lineup until he yeah. until, until he proves me otherwise. He is definitely the bell cow there in LA. But we'll talk about it a little bit later. I do have a fun segment here. I got a new segment here. It's week two. People that are listening can be looking at their lineups and saying, uh, I think it's time that we break up. <laughs> we are So, <laughs> for this segment, GH, this is these are people that you draft. These are people that you had capital in when you did your fantasy football league draft, and things just aren't quite working out. And <laughs> this is like maybe rounds one through ten, maybe who are consensus high ownership rates across different leagues that you own or different platforms. And these are guys that just have not shown or proven anything in the first two weeks to even come close to representing their ADP. And I know it hurts some people to do this, but if you have the chance to go get a Tutu Atwell or a Puka or anybody else like of that nature, any kind of receiver that may be still be out there on the waiver wire, um, it, it definitely behooves you to do drop this, drop this breakup person and go pick those guys up. But Give me, give me one, give me one, GH. Who is a guy that maybe that you drafted, that maybe other people drafted, or that you drafted, that you're thinking is time to break up? Well, it's a guy who has uh, pits in the name, <laughs> and he <laughs> has been the pits. And uh, I think I've owned him two or three years now. I can't remember, but uh, he uh, just consistently fails to perform. And I just I have to do a better job of separating guys who are uber talented with guys that don't perform and don't execute and don't generate points, which is kind of the whole purpose of this thing. So, you know, at the top of the list, uh, it's got to be Kyle Pitts. 
And I 100% agree with you there, GH. I am a big believer in Arthur Smith and his offense with the Falcons. And you're a Bijan owner, number one. And I'm, a, I'm an Algier owner, number two. <laughs> we, we know that Arthur Smith wants to run the ball. And he wants to run the ball often. And he is doing a fantastic job of running the ball. And unfortunately, with, um, you know, the offense that he has created there, you know, Desmond Ritter, I mean, I like the guy. He's not the most prolific passer. I mean, Drake London took a hit week one. He luckily salvaged his week two with a touchdown. But they're going to run the ball, unfortunately. I think a lot of the pass catchers there in Atlanta are all going to take a hit. And unfortunately, Kyle Pitts is one that people drafted way too high. And I think, you know, you go on waiver wire, you could probably still find some places like Jawan Johnson or Hayden Hurst, or <laughs> any guy who's going to catch more than two balls um, is probably a better pickup there. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, and one, one, one of my breakup guys, and I did not draft him, but I knew the guy in our league drafted him, and I outbid him for Kyrene Williams last week. I knew Kyrene Williams was going to be phenomenal, is Cam Akers. Uh, so a lot, of, lot of, a lot of problems with Cam Akers. I don't know what it is with him and the Rams <laughs> coaching staff. But they don't like him. They, they don't like him. He was a healthy scratch for week two. Um, and in week one, um, Williams had a higher route rate, higher snap share, all that fun stuff. And I'm hearing rumors out of some podcasts I recently listened to that Cam Akers is possibly on the trade block for the Rams um, yeah. to trade. So <laughs> I, I definitely think that Kyrie Williams, who I've been a big believer in um, people who knew me last year, I kept Kyrie Williams on my IR all year long. Cause I loved watching that guy when he was with Notre Dame. I thought he was a phenomenal running back. Uh, I've always been a believer in him. So finally he's getting his due um, right now this season. So I'm excited for him. I'm glad he's on my team, but unfortunately that sacrifices our Cam Akers owners who drafted Cam Akers pretty early, probably round three, round four, round five um, pick with Cam Akers. So he is definitely a droppable guy. You may want to hold on to him and see where he might get traded somewhere that's useful. Uh, but yeah, I, if, if you have a chance to go pick up maybe a, a New York Giants running back who um, we'll talk about a little bit later, I think Cam Akers is definitely droppable. Yep, I agree. Uh, give me another one, GH. You got any more in you in your back pocket? Um, I'll give you mine. I'll let you think about it. I got one more. Okay, tell me. <laughs> and and um, I, I was the drafter of this guy, and I, I dropped it after week one. I'm so glad I did because he had an even worse week two. He is RB2 on the Washington Commanders, probably, probably RB117 in stats. It is Antonio Gibson. Um, so I, I had high hopes coming um, into this season of Tony Gibson with the reports coming out of the camp and the new offense and, you know, all, all the fun stuff that Ron Rivera was talking about him, talking him up. Um, but the guy had, you know, almost three, three touches week one, five touches week two. Um, Brian Robinson, who was there, you know, between tackles, running back is catching screen passes, catching, you know, four to five balls a game. Now I do think that, Brian Robinson with his 20 touches and two touchdowns um, in week two is in full command of the commander's backfield. Yep. And I don't think Anthony Gibson is even possible, is even worthy of a roster spot now. I do think he is droppable in most formats. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. I got my guy. Um, 
It's a guy I just picked up too. It's uh, Brock Purdy out of San Francisco. I'm already kind of having second thoughts after week one. The guy's phenomenal. You know, I, I, I'd like him to be my quarterback of my team in, in the real world. But, you know, there's something to be said for the San Francisco running game and their commitment to it. And Purdy just doesn't attempt a ton of passes. You know, I think he's incredibly efficient. I think he's a good game manager out there. And um, I like the guy a lot, but you may not be a good fantasy choice. And uh, I know we'll get to this later about different pickups, but I think there's better guys to pick up on the waiver wire. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe making a trade there, uh, despite me liking the guy a lot. Yeah, you're, you hit the nail right ahead of Brock Purdy. He is one of those real-life great quarterbacks um, and not great in fantasy. He maybe gets like, you know, 16 to 20 attempts per game, if that. Uh, he's extremely efficient, like you said. Doesn't run a ton, uh, so that kind of hurts his ceiling. But he's one of those guys, you know, it depends on the format. So for listeners, we're a 12-team, 5.5 PPR single quarterback league. So, yeah, he's not a great fit for our league. If you're in a Superflex format, I mean, he's perfectly fine in Superflex with a T2 QBs or something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's just he he has that safe floor but he has a very low ceiling and it's, you know, he'll always get you like 10 points, but he'll rarely get you more than 20. And it's, and that's just not the kind of elite play. Like GH said, when there's Geno Smith sitting out there or, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford sitting out there. So I, I do agree with you in a 12 team league with the senior quarterback, Brock Purdy, uh, not, not, not a, not a, not a good pick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to keep it going. But I had one more guy I want to talk to before we go into a commercial break, and it was a guy that I have loved since he was with Seattle. I thought he would do well moving over into Philadelphia, but that has yet to be seen. And unfortunately, with um, DeAndre Swift's performance um, last Thursday with over hundred yards. I mean, just crushing and running all over the place, all over Detroit. Uh, no, they didn't play. I'm, I'm sorry, not Detroit. Uh, so it's just, uh, Minnesota, they played Minnesota with, um, with DeAndre Swift just running all over the Vikings last Thursday. I think that, <laughs> I think that your dog would agree with me um, that, <laughs> that Rashad Penny is very, Droppable. He was healthy scratch for week one. He had less than four touches in week two. <laughs> I possibly think that he's behind. I have to double check this. I think he's behind Kenneth Gainwell on the death start. And Kenneth Gainwell is injured right now. <laughs> I want to say Rashad Penny's behind him. <laughs> I was like, I just think if um, if Swift is not the RB1 moving forward in Philadelphia, there is something going on in Philadelphia. Because he, he is by far and away the best running back they have on that roster right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, maybe you own uh, Rashad just to handcuff. But other than that, you know, I, I don't think you can count on him at all. And uh, probably not even worth the roster spot at this point. Yeah, the few carries he got last week just seemed so flat. I mean, two yards, one yard, no explosion, no movement. I mean, DeAndre Swift looked really, really good. Yep. And even even if Swift gets injured, I, they have Boston Scott there and they have Kenneth Gainwell there. They're both a little banged up, but I do think both those running backs looked better than Rashad Penny. So I actually think Rashad Penny is possibly a drop candidate, but definitely a guy I'm going to break up with. But anyway... I hope those breakup guys helped you out, listeners. Feel free to take our advice, not take it for what it's worth. But those are five guys we feel 
it is time to break up with. Well, real quick, let's take a commercial break for our sponsor, Rico's. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk some waiver wire picks. And then I have a new segment, new exciting segments that we will get into after this commercial break. We'll be right back. Sometimes you don't open an entire can of Rico's cheese just for yourself. Well, if you're me, maybe you do. <laughs> but if you don't, don't worry. Rico's has you covered. They offer a variety of snacks you can take with you on a road trip, put in a lunchbox, or eat whenever you want, especially if it's just a party of one. It's the perfect size snack. Look for Rico's on the go cheese sauce and chip packs wherever Rico's is sold. And we're back. So let's spend about a few minutes here, GH, because I'm really excited about our new segment. I know our listeners are going to be really excited about it too, but we want to make sure we attack the waiver wire going into week three with some gusto. I blew my entire fab last week. I'm not even mad about it on Kyron Williams and Joshua Kelly. Yeah. Joshua Kelly didn't, didn't work out for me, but I'm really happy with Kyron Williams, the kind of situation going on. So if you have fab left, don't be afraid to spend it early. The worst thing in the world is coming down to week 13. You still got most of your fab left. You didn't yeah. use it. It is a tool. Go out there and use it. And one guy that I think people should be using it on, and I actually picked this guy up for free. I might do for free on the waivers. One of our our managers dropped him, and I thought, oh, I got to pick this guy up. He is available in 48% of Yahoo and Super League, so a little below the threshold. He's available in about half of leagues out there is um, Zach Moss. Zach Moss uh, was a one-week scratch due to him still healing for that broken arm he suffered in training camp, but he totaled uh, 107 yards uh, against um, – who, who the Colts play? The Texans? Did they play Texans this past week? GH? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and he, 107 yards, touchdown. Um, he is by far the Colts RB1 moving forward. I'm not sure how it's going to work when Jonathan Taylor comes back off the pup list, but I definitely think if Zach Moss is available, he is a good play definitely for the next two weeks and possibly moving forward. I would say be perfectly comfortable spending 20 to 30% of your fab budget on him if he is available. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, you know, a guy just kind of sticking with the Texans and the Colts, a guy that I, I like uh, is the quarterback for the Texans, CJ Stroud. Super, super accurate quarterback. He's not a big guy at all. He's probably only like 6'1", um, but he was just deadly accurate at Ohio State. And, uh, you know, he's got a tough roster there with the Texans. But I think uh, his uh, number one wide receiver, uh, Nico, got 30 points uh, this past week. And Stroud threw for almost 400 yards. Um, The guy was slinging it all over the place. Um, Had nearly 50 pass attempts. So I think there's going to be tremendous volume coming out of him. I don't think their running backs doing much of anything. I think it's Pierce down there. Um, I think they're really going to lean on – Stroud moving forward and the, the Texans defense I'm not terribly excited about I think uh, teams are going to be putting up a lot of points on them and they're going to have to claw their way back uh, from deficits frequently and that pretends to uh, a heavy passing game and I think Stroud's going to benefit from that and um, you know I, I may drop Purdy and go make a run at him um, you know I, I know we probably shouldn't be getting excited about Texans uh, quarterback but uh, Stroud's the real deal 
Hey, as a as a Justin Fields owner, GH, I am excited about any quarterback out there that is available right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll make you running at quarterbacks as well. I love that pick. Like you said, good in fantasy, maybe not good. The team's not good in real life. But, like, I, I love Nico Collins, number one. I think he is a phenomenal receiver. I was gunning for him in, in the in our draft. Someone got him um, elite, elite size, great great one-on-one, contested catch guy, and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, they're going to be singing around the yard. And like you said, the running backs for um, Damian Pierce is only on the field. I want to say 40% of plays. It wasn't a lot of snap um percentage for him last week or this past just this past sunday so i definitely think they are going to be put into a game script where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot so i love cj sprout i would definitely not be upset people throwing like 20 or 30 percent of their fab at him as well especially if you're not the owner of those elite quarterbacks but um between me you and the podcast dh i really have not seen those elite quarterbacks like be elite they've been good They've, they've definitely been good. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, all those guys, but they used to be quality, like, you know, 350 yards, three touchdowns, you know, two more touchdowns on the ground, easy guys to set it and forget it. Now they're like, uh, you know, you had Jared Goff did pretty well last week. CJ Stroud did pretty good last week. Anthony Richardson only played one half. Did pretty did pretty good last week. So there's I, I definitely think there's room always to improve your quarterback. Even if you drafted a quarterback high, there's still room to grow there. So yep. another guy that people should be thinking about, because I was watching this game last night, um, Sunday night football, I mean, was um, Saquon Barkley went down with a ankle sprain. Um, according to New York, from what I heard, he's day-to-day with it. Um, Mid-ankle mid sprain, possibly high ankle sprain. They're not sure yet. But um, he was on the sidelines. He slammed his helmet down. It did not look good. And I would be highly surprised if he plays on Thursday. They're playing, they're playing on a short week. So I don't see him coming back and playing so quickly. I, I see them signing someone probably. I see the Giants policy going out there signing Hunt or Fournette or someone like that. But um, Matt Breida, Matt Breida was next guy up there in New York. I, I used to love Matt Breida when he played with um, the 49ers. I thought he was a great speedy guy, solid running back. And if he is available, which he is in 99% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues, um, go out there and pick him, up, pick him up. Not, I wouldn't spend a lot of your fab on him but maybe like 10, 12% of your fab uh, because New York, um, they have Daniel Jones. He's a running quarterback. So that cuts into a little bit, but I think he is worthy of a small stab just because of injury to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, I got another one for you. Josh Reynolds, wide receiver at Detroit. I'm biased. Guy went to AM. Um, he's been a sleeper since he came into the league. Uh, just almost a no-name guy. Uh, most people don't talk about him. He gets lost uh, no matter where he is. And with the Lions, he definitely gets lost behind Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, but Josh is a, is a really big guy. I, I want to say he's maybe 6'4". He's got really, really long arms, so his catch radius is huge. He has a knack for getting behind the defense. Um, he doesn't look like he runs fast, but you always find him behind the cornerback and behind the safety. Um, Goff looks for him frequently. He's had 13 targets total in the first two weeks, and he targets him frequently downfield uh, for big pass plays. So especially if you're in a league that gives a bonus for those big pass plays, uh, Reynolds is a, is a guy to like. He's already um, 
totaled, I think, 40 points in uh, the first two weeks total. Um, he's available in most leagues, and uh, he's definitely somebody I'll, I'll make a run at uh, this week, try to uh, uh, bolster my, my team, and I, I think he's he's a good pickup. 100% agree with you on that one. And I want to say that I think, because um, I am an Amon Ross St. Brown owner in this league, and I, I love him. I think he's the wide receiver one. But he did he did pull up a little bit on one of those plays, um, and they said he just got uh, you know winded or was dealing with cramps, or I can't remember what they said. But I think Josh Reynolds is making a strong case to be the wide receiver two in that Detroit offense, even when – Jamison Williams comes back from his suspension. Um, I, I don't even think James Williams has even proved that much to be on the field yet. So I think Josh Reynolds is a great pick. I want to say that him and Goff played together when Goff was in LA. I, I want to say when he played with the Rams, they were all, they were together there you're, as well. You're right. Yeah. So they have some history there too. So yeah, great pick. I mean, definitely worthy of a 15%, 20% of your fab budget to throw at them. So anyway, love those picks, GH. So go out there, people make some bids um, tonight. Um, so you probably most waivers are Tuesday night. So go out there tonight, make some bids. Hopefully Wednesday morning, you wake up and the waiver gods would have smiled on you and you got something good. All right. So I had this new segment. And I've been wanting to do it. So GH was on last week. He went two for four with four questions. Four questions is a typical segment um, that I would do here. But I have a new one. And it's called Get to the Choppa segment. Get Get to the Choppa! Get to the chopper. Get to and, the chopper. Uh, get to the chopper. So, <laughs> so in this segment, I will be giving GH four one-liners, and they will be either from Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Seagal, or Van Dam. Um, there may be more than one from one guy, or they may be all from the same guy, or maybe two and two. So I can't give you a hint of who it is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the line. And then <laughs> it's hard because I, I'm a big 80s action hero freak. I still am. I love 80s action movies. So I'm not going to try to do as much inflection into the line as it would be. But oh. I would give a, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the line for our listeners at home. Don't worry. I'm going to play the actor's line after GH guesses and see if you can get it. <laughs> that, way, that way people can still hear the actor do it. But um, <laughs> so. I will give the line, and if GH can tell me who it is for half a point and what movie it's from for half a point. So you can make a total of one point per guess, four points total. If he scores better than two from four from last week, I will take the score from his Get to the Choppa segment. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Line number one. You're a disease. I'm the cure. Uh, disease and I'm the cure. Sounds like a. Oh, tell me again. Van Dam, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and was that it? Ed Seagal. Seagal. You're disease and I'm the cure. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Stallone and gosh, um, cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> you get half a point. Half oh, a point. I, 
it was Sylvester Stallone, but the famous line is from his Cobra. Cobra was the movie from the 80s. And right. here's the line right now. <laughs> You're a disease. And I'm the cure. <laughs> so that was um that was Sylvester Stallone from Cobra. You're the disease. I'm the cure. Wearing the sunglasses, driving around the black car. Just <laughs> a ridiculous movie. But um, but fun, but fun, 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 but a good watch for anybody. Okay, so point five, point five so far. GH number two. Here we go. The bridge is out. Okay, so that one's definitely Schwarzenegger and True Lies. I think True Lies is right. Schwarzenegger, True Lies. The bridge is out. What? The bridge is out. The bridge is out. And um, <laughs> famous line, he was flying in the helicopter trying to save Jamie Lee Curtis from the limo to go out to the bridge. So um, congratulations, buddy. Nice job. The bridge um, is out. The bridge is out. <laughs> hey, real quick, real quick. Um, have you seen um, the Arnold documentary on Netflix by chance? I have. Excellent. If you have not seen it, people, go out there and watch it. Really interesting. And there's another really good one, too, uh, from a decade ago or maybe more called Pumping Iron. And it basically covers the first part of his life, you know, when he was uh, doing his weightlifting stuff. Uh, two really good uh, Arnold documentaries. Sorry. Yeah, Pumping Iron, great movie about um, the life of, of, of bodybuilding back in the day when it was just it was just really hard. A lot of guys were doing roiding and, and the life they they chose. Um, but he came out of it, you know, <laughs> pretty pretty well. And yeah, the one that, that, that the new Netflix documentary, I liked it because it dealt a lot more with his his politics and his life with his family um, and his friends. So it, it was kind of seeing a little more intimate picture. of Schwarzenegger. And anyway, we, we I could talk about this forever, but let's, let's get to the top of it. Back to the segment here. Okay, so 1.5 points so far. Number three. I'm still kicking. I must be on Broadway. Um, so that's got to be uh, I'm just guessing it's going to be one of uh, JCBD or Seagal just because we haven't touched on them yet. I'm going to go with uh, JCBD and uh, Bloodsport. I really don't know. <laughs> As a Bloodsport aficionado, no, that is not from Bloodsport. It is Jean-Claude Van Damme nice. in Time Cop. Time, Time Cop. Cop is the movie. Oh, great line here. I'll play for the people at home here. I'm still kicking. I must be on Broadway. But yeah, <laughs> it was that scene where he is... I can't remember who the antagonist was for that movie. I want to say Ron Silver, and you know he the time cop goes back in time. Ron Silver is trying to go back in time and kill Jean Claude's character, so the Jean Claude character had to go back in time to save himself. It was a it was a pretty interesting movie um, as far as <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme movies go. I put it close to the top, <laughs> not definitely not for the acting, but it, it was kind of a good watch. Nice. Okay. All right. Last one. Uh, <laughs> last line here. <clears throat> Put that cookie down now. <laughs> uh, put that put that cookie down now. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, that sounds like Kindergarten Cop and Schwarzenegger. Oh, you're so close! It is Schwarzenegger. It is Schwarzenegger. It is from his holiday classic, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> put that cookie down. No! Mm, jingle all the way. 
Jingle all the way um, is, is from the scene where he is trying to get hold of his wife and the, the late great Phil Hartman <laughs> plays a great cameo in that movie as the pervert neighbor <laughs> comes over and he's there. <laughs> I just love this movie and I'm going to talk about it for a minute. Uh, he's, in, he's, in the, he's in the kitchen eating Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife's cookies. He's like, oh, I love your wife's cookies. I think she's in the shower. Do you want me to go get her for you? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> No, I put the cookies down. Now, now. That's I. I could have swore I got that one right. Kindergarten cop, man. I thought I was all over that one. Yeah, you. You had the actor. You had the actor. Okay, so you got point five there. Uh, two. Let's see, two point five. It's a better score. You get two point five out of out of four. So. That is your new score, GH, 2.5 for four. And that was a great segment. You did a good job with it. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, listeners, we are pulling up here almost at 40 minutes on this podcast. I know that GH and myself want to get down and watch the rest of these Monday Night Football games. Um, hopefully on Tuesday, they'll see how the outcomes go in your leagues. But first, I want to thank Rico's Cheese, number one, for our sponsorship. We do appreciate it. want to thank the mailbag submissions. Please keep them coming in. Don't forget to like us at Taco FFL. And please like us and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it, too. And, of course, I want to thank my best friend, esteemed colleague, and number nine in our league, GH. Thank you for being on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it very much. All right. So, good luck, everybody. Week three, I'm going to come back here next week, hopefully with the win. I'll be one and two at that point. We'll see what happens. But until then, this was the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League podcast. Spicy Gumbo, signing off. <laughs>